Welcome back to Everything Bagel Shenanigans Season 2 for our second episode of the season. Season 2. You're here with your boy. No, it should sound like Flavor Flavor. Yeah, boy. <laughs> now you're here with Guys of the Artists. And Siren. And we're back again with another episode. Today, we are going to be discussing... Family feuds. Oh, yes. I mean, this is a topic that I think everyone in their life has definitely experienced to one degree or another. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And it's definitely something that at the core of, most people would say families at the core of everything, like it can really set you on a really good path. Learning how to do a conflict or not such a good path. I mean, F is for family and also fuck you. So, oh, see, know. I thought you were going to say fuck fuckery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, both, both. We'll run with it. Both. F is for family and fuckery. Right. So, family feuding. Okay, first I have to mention that, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z, you know, who I love, <laughs> did a song called Family Feud. Um, family Feud is also a great show that Steve Harvey hosts. So, I mean, the references are there. But we're talking about a different kind of family feuding today. Are we talking about some bitch... I slapped the shot at you. <laughs> then do it. I bet you won't. Do you want to fight? Maybe. Shit, I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> and for our viewers who um, are not familiar with that language, you're probably more familiar with, oh, why did you say that to me? You know, you're... Um, you're hurting my feelings, which is actually... You're coming into my personal space, my Good personal communication bowl. skills. You know... <laughs> I feel threatened, <laughs> you know, all of that stuff. So, you know, it there is a spectrum. It is. It's a spectrum. Everyone has a different way to uh, get with their siblings and, you know, family members when it's when it comes down to it. So, oh, yeah. my God. Okay, so. Talk to a siren. Okay, so I'm going to talk to y'all. So I'm going to tell y'all a story, something that I saw. Um, I actually was reading about um, in something I was reading online. And it was just a story about this family occurrence that happened. And I want to get y'all thoughts on it. So before I tell you the story, Siren, I mean, guys, I got to ask you a question. What's up? How would you feel if a family member called the police on you during your dispute? Oh, you dead ass? I'm so dead ass. Listen, no, that was my response. Oh, oh. you dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to cut you. Uh, okay. Figuratively. I think if a family member ever caught the police on me, first of all, I don't think I ever would do anything that warrant that unless somebody, like, really, really, really pissed me off and I had to, like, cut them. But, I mean, even still then, I'm not, like, a very violent person, but I'll be very mad. So, I said that because it's going to be a part of my story, unfortunately. Mm. So the story that I was reading was about, I guess, this um, mother and his daughter who had gotten to an argument mm-hmm. because um, the daughter was at the house and she was like, you know, doing some crafts or whatever, mm-hmm. some kind of project she was doing. Over arts and fucking craft, really? Over art and crafts. That's just, it's already giving me the fuckery. Okay. All right, go ahead. And uh, I guess before the mother walked in the house, from wherever she was at, the daughter said, hey, like, I want to let you know that I got some stuff on the table because I know mm-hmm. how you, you know, she didn't say this, but, you know, pretty much I know how you are. That's mm. what the story implied. Right, right, right. So, 
Then the mother was like, okay, cool, no problem. Like, thanks for letting me know. And when the mother went into the kitchen where it was at, she, like, flipped out. Mm. Like, flipped out. And from the story, I mean, because they also had got, like, a police report or whatever as well. From the police report, it didn't sound like there was a big mess. It just seemed like the mother was, like, upset for some reason. That it, The story just really didn't make any sense to me. Because, and it didn't make any sense either that they were black people. Really? I was like, now nah, you know black people <clears throat> don't do this. Now, <clears throat> oh, sorry. In my family, if you call the cops on me... You better make sure that they take me. Because that's like one of the, the highest forms of disrespect mm. I feel. Um, you know, unless there is a chance of of imminent danger. Why? You know, especially with in light of everything that's going on in America, surrounding the cops and being black. Yeah. Really? You thank you. You know, I feel like and if and if we can't if we can't settle it and we can't solve it and you know things start to get a little too heated like with the back and forth and there's a thought of it getting physical, okay, maybe maybe. So now here's another layer. Oh shit. The other layer is that there were two other people there while this was going on before so the police. So what the fuck were they do? Um, okay, listen. So the other person that was there was the woman's husband and the daughter's father. Oh wow! And also the daughter's son. You know, because she was, was visiting in front of the baby. Mm-hmm. It's it's real ghetto, y'all. This is real good. I mean, and so so that even makes it worse because there's a child present, you know, and that can cause all sorts of trauma for that kid later on in life to see their mom taken out in cuffs or or having the police call them. Like that that's a whole nother level. And then the dad, what the hell? Exactly. That's what I was thinking because I was thinking, you know, like in most families, the man is supposed to be the head of the household. And he's supposed to, like, step in. And I don't even think he should have necessarily took any side. I just think he should have just it, shut it, it down exactly. and been like, y'all need to Be, stop. Or exactly. you go in this room, you go in that room and chill out. Because if, if nothing else, if nothing else... It, for the baby. If for right, nothing for else. For the baby. And, and just, you know, if you don't do anything else, at least try to, like, create some type of diffusion between the, the two. Try to, like, you know, create that, that level of calm. Yeah. Or just move, the, like at least get the baby up out of the situation. Like, but that's ridiculous. Yeah, it was a crazy story. Like I could, like each day, like I hear stories about so many different things, and I was like, you know, a lot of times you hear stories and you're like, okay, if somebody did that, I that would make me mad. Or like you hear, like the girl who um, found out her boyfriend was cheating, so she like set his car on fire and yeah. she flew back, or like things like that. I'm like, okay, I would definitely probably call the cops for that. You try to set my car on fire, but. For me doing a craft on a yeah, table, the, the, and then it, you it coming at match. me, and then you being mad because I blew up at you when I told you what it was. So if you are, and see, that's just another thing too entirely. Like, if I'm an adult and you're an adult, there's no reason for you to yell at me. You don't Thank have you. to raise your voice. You can talk to me because I can listen and understand. And if the, you don't feel like there can be a constructive conversation, then maybe you need to address that at a later date. But just arguing with somebody and then the fact that there's a kid involved, it's just, it's just, 
it's no no justification for it. Yeah, it makes me want to deep dive deep into the story and learn more about like if I could have access, I which I don't, but to learn more about like the background of like the relationships too, because you know that that part comes into play. Yeah, like, those dynamics. What caused you to do that? Because on the surface, it just seems like why would you do that? I mean, I can tell you for me. If my parent, which this has never happened because it never will, mm-hmm. but if my parents were ever to basically put me out of the house by police, mm-hmm. I'm never coming back. Yeah. I'm never coming back. That's one thing that's very consistent with me. I, I will never be back. If you put me out of your house at any given time, in any given year, in this life, I'm never coming back. Yeah, I agree. It just won't happen because that's a level of disrespect that I don't think you can come back from. You don't kick me out. Yeah, I wouldn't even leave if somebody kicked me out of their own home. Like, I leave when I get ready to. But then you're going to kick me out. You're my family. Like, and with police, that's a whole, that's a whole. Because then you have to think, like, I could only imagine. It depends on the street that they live on, too. Because if it's like a quiet street and people see that happening and people come outside, it's just, it's just a lot. It's just a lot. It is. I I just I, I, I feel for the daughter in the situation, mind you, I, I'm not sure what the rest of the um situation is or what the dynamics are. But I do f- looking at it as just as you explained it to me, I feel for the daughter. Like that's that's crazy because now I'm concerned if I get arrested, then what happens to my kid? Mm-hmm. Being that you just put me out, then what situation does that put my child in? Yep. You know? Then on top of that, too, I would feel isolated in my family because, okay, I can understand, like, you know, it's a it's a, a sticky situation with one parent, but for my own father or, you know, just the other parent in general, not, like, you know, Saying at anything. least, yeah, just, just st- avoiding the whole thing as if it's not happening, I feel like, you know, there's no support, you there's no safety. Yeah. No, it really sucks. I know if I found myself in that situation, I know I definitely would have went off. Like, and I'm a type of person, I'm very calm. Like, I like to have fun. I don't really like to get into too many, like, altercations unless, Mm -hmm. you know, I have to protect myself. But I think that's a scenario where I probably would have blew up. Like, you probably would have hurt my mouth. And you should. And you should. (laughs) You would have hurt my mouth. Because what the hell are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. That didn't matter. And especially in front of my kid. Yeah. Who I'm... I know me nine times out of ten. I mean, I don't want to say, like, my family is horrible, but I know, like, I definitely want to do a lot of things differently. Yeah. Um, and for my kid to see that when I'm trying to do something differently, that would piss me off, too. So, what would you... So, what would you do in the situation where... Like, if you were in that situation... If you were the dad in the situation, mm-hmm. what would have been your... What would you have done? How would you have handled it? I think if I was a dad in a situation, I think it would have been important for me to first calm them down and get them in separate spaces. Absolutely. Um, and then be able to talk to them both and figure out, you know, what happened or what's going on. Like, Absolutely. I don't really know who I would start with or how I would make it happen. I just know that it would need to happen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, like, part of me wants to say, like, I would maybe, you know call my wife down and then call my child down but then another part of me is like well if my child is visiting like 
I might want to talk to my child first and figure out what happened or at least like say come walk with me or something just just mm-hmm. something to just bring their energy down because yeah. you know I think nothing's gonna happen if I try to make them talk together right now at the same time like because they're obviously mad at each other I really agree. I, I don't think that I would have them in um, any kind of conversation. I would actually be the person. If I were the dad, I would have said, you know, everyone goes to separate spaces. I'll do my own, you know, due diligence to figure out what the situation is. I would have put on my own voice, solution, like, yeah. shut it down. Yeah, and then see what, you know, see what type of solutions can be made, if any, and then move forward in that way because, you know, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of respect, and I, as, you know, if I was a father, I wouldn't want my child to disrespect my significant other, my wife, whatever. But then also, you know, I wouldn't want my child to feel isolated and feel yeah. as though they don't have anyone to turn to. Right. So I would definitely, like, have done something in that situation and, you know, to kind of get it to calm down and then to really look at what the core issues are contributing what the contributing factors are and really break that down and bring it to the table so that as a family we can move forward in a positive way agree and i like how you said that because i think that's what it's about so many times people look at situations Mm -hmm. and they try to think ahead like oh like who am i gonna have to deal with the most or who am i gonna have to and it's like you should be doing what's for the good of the family because at the end of the day you want to make that stronger I think I think anything I think with all families I think it's especially when families get into arguments I think it's important not to let it rest too much I think it's important to to figure out what the core issues are and really address them mm-hmm. um, I had a very positive experience um, I want to say around this time last year uh-huh. uh, with my younger cousins we kind of we hadn't seen each other for a long long time I I, I want to say it's been it had been um, about maybe eight years we since we had all been in the same space together like you know i would see one or see the other but for all all of us to be together yeah at one time it's been about eight years since then if not more no it's actually actually about 12 years oh wow yeah so basically when we were kids so growing up and you know going through all the stages of life to this point we had experienced very similar experiences as far as like uh family goes and you know having this uh differences with our fathers and you know not really being able to connect with them and having like you know different levels of resentment about the way that our family has um has moved and have has has conducted the decision making like you know i don't think that the they, they necessarily kind of shaped y'all exactly like, how yeah. they shaped the shaped the family and how they um you know brought it all together and we had never had that conversation, none of us, until that day. And so oh, we wow. sat down and we talked about it. And, you know, the resolution was, you know, this is something that needs to be addressed. And we addressed it with, you know, I had done the work myself in my life. Um, my father passed. So I was able to address my grievances with him and right. have those conversations. And we reached a resolution and had a beautiful relationship afterwards. So I was able to kind of speak I'm from... I'm so glad that happened. Yeah. Yeah. So for them, I was able to kind of speak from the other side of it. Like, you know, if you address the situation, if you bring it to light, if you bring your grievances to light, there's a possibility, there's a chance that, you know, it'll be well received and that there can be a healing and, you know, you can move forward in a positive way. Um, 
I think can that, you move forward without that healing though? If the I, person I think, is not open to the I conversation, I think you can. I think you can. I think it just shows you where that relationship lies and mm-hmm. you know it's okay if it lies in the fucking garbage yeah um because i definitely want to say like i'm glad you were able to get yeah. that closure but i know there's so many people out there who probably have to have that conversation a number of times yeah or who have it a number of times and i mean never you, it's it, it's layers especially with black families because um uh, uh, a key thing unfortunately is that a lot of shit gets swept under the rug Feelings are not validated. No one wants to hear the other side of the situation because there's so much pride in being right yeah. instead of the love that comes from understanding and being empathetic to your family. Right. Now, for me, I, I'm a person where I always look at what did I contribute? What are what, what is my piece in the pie? Yeah. You know, did I add the sprinkles? Did I add the, the filling? Where, where did I add to the overall problem? Because you, no one's going to argue with the wall. Yeah, I agree. That's insane. And I think I'm the same way. I think it's it's hard, though, where you have that point of view, and then you deal with others who have different perspectives, and they yeah. just want to be on the defense all the time. And you just want to shake the them and say, it's not about being right or wrong. It's yeah. just about having conversations about things that are out there. Yeah. So we can figure out how to do them better. But yeah. I, I, I will agree. I, so I many think... people have this thing about, well, I just don't want to be wrong. And even if I was wrong... Well, I'm still not wrong. Like, and it's like, well, you can either admit that you have a piece in this and that you're a part yeah. of the problem, or you can just be an ass all your life. But the the the, the better part of it is, <laughs> <laughs> but like, for real, though, but the better part of it all is just like you know, just being able to at least have a conversation and hear them out. I was able to come to some of the elders in our family and kind of explain to them, this is how I felt. This is how these decisions that were made affected my life. Right. And where there wasn't really too much accountability, at least a conversation was had. And I'm fine with that. I don't expect someone who's been um, an asshole for 90 years or 50 years or 40 years, who's been a dickhead for, you know, their entire life. To really understand where I'm coming from or understand how I feel about something, I'm not expecting that. Um, that's a great wish. That's the goal that I would like. But you know, if it doesn't happen, I wasn't. I'm not. I'm not. That's not. I'm not hung up on it. Yeah. You know, I still see my family as my family. I still love them each dearly. I just know for myself. Okay, if you can't take accountability, I have to change and and establish boundaries as well as. Um, change the way that I view our dynamic as family. Mm-hmm. Meaning, oh, that's such a mature way. Of I mean, because because it, it, it really is. I I love all my family, and I've I've gone through stages where I'm like, I don't want to fucking be bothered with these people, <laughs> and I, I don't, <laughs> I've gone right. through stages of of you know when I was a kid, like why don't they like me? Why don't they love me? You know, but I've I I've come to that. the the conclusion that you know people are just people, and you know. Everyone's got their challenges. Yeah, but I think you also come to that place where you realize that, like, even though you also have stuff to work on, because I've learned that about Mm -hmm. myself, you also realize that you were not the crazy one. Yeah. Like, for wanting things to be more healthy, 
mm-hmm. you know, and not just healthy based on what you think is healthy. No, like, but like but what what's healthy for on, the entire yes. family, not just not just self serving, not just me coming in and bashing. And I think that's what it can be perceived as, um, especially when you come with your spark notes and you know the details and, and the dates and the receipts. Because I bring facts. I do too. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> nothing but facts are served here. And I'll be the first to and, say like this is what I need to work on. Yeah, and I do that. I do that. I highlight where my areas are that I need to work on. That's something that I open the conversation with. I mm-hmm. understand that this is something that I need to work on, but this is how it's contributing. This is where this is where the crossroads is. And one thing for me is um, that happens in my family from time to time when you have these conversations is people try to deflect. Mm-hmm. People try to um, what's get the in their feelings. And not just that, but they try to. Um, it's it's a it's a weird. I, I'm not really sure what the word is, but you know this is crazy. I'm lost for a word. I know, right? But Explain like, it, and I'll maybe try to. So it's when they don't truly acknowledge what you're saying, but they try to like just smooth it over and belittle it. Like they try to make it small. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like patronizing. But yeah, not... there we go. Okay. When they try to patronize you or yeah. they have a condescending tone, that's going to trigger me. Or always have an excuse yeah. for why listen, it was the way that listen, it was. Instead of just saying... I, I understand that. And you can tell me why it is the way that it was and why you made the decision that you chose to make. But also accept what I'm saying to you and take exactly. accountability for it. If you can't say the words I'm sorry, and that's something that is almost never said in my family. Oh, my um, if you either. can't say the words I'm sorry, I don't feel as though you can you're truly taking accountability. Yeah. You know, but most people of, think if my intention was not to hurt you when I did it, then I don't have nothing to that's say sorry fine. about. I think that being truly empathetic means that you're able to to see the other person's side without any hold up or hold back. Like I can I, I hear what you're saying and your experience is this and I by hearing what your experience is, I can apologize because I'm not sure what my impact was. I don't live in your shoes. I don't live your your twenty four hours in a day. Right. So I have to then look at myself and say, Wow, this person is telling me that I negatively impacted them or negatively con- contributed to what's going on with them and I'm gonna validate that feeling by saying, I'm sorry. Yeah, because I have two examples. So like I feel like for example Let's just say, you know, we were family members. I mean, Mm. or we're friends. Like, you're a really good friend to me. So, like, if I say something about a group of people that you may fall into and it offends you, Mm. like, if I say that I care about you, then I feel like, for me, I either should not have those conversations around you or if I really care about you the way that I say I care about you, I should maybe be a little open to maybe understanding where you're coming from and not making certain comments yeah and and if you think that you're going to be offensive to me and you think that something that you're going to say is going to be um taken in an offensive way just shut your fucking mouth you don't have to say it you don't have to say it you can keep it to your damn (laughs) self because now me being and actually this is great because i actually had this situation come up Mm -hmm. um like maybe a, a couple weeks ago i have um my family, you know, our, my family is um, in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, they're diehard church folk. And I love that about them. I think it's a great quality. Um, I don't like, however. <laughs> that was a hard I don't. I don't. Because I, sure I, don't. I don't. I don't like, however. <laughs> so I, 
let me just give a little background. Okay. I'm always going to be the cousin who sticks up for the other cousins because I think shit should be even. It should be balanced. Right. If someone is not saying something negative to you or directing something at you, shut your fucking mouth and be careful about your words. I agree. And this goes for all ages. Young and old. Um... Cause that's my thing too. I what, respect everyone, but I don't care yeah, how just old have, you are. Just have if a you're level of respect. You're being ignorant, and, and that's what it is. So um, there was a lot of conversations around and targeted conversations around this uh, past Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a cousin who made it a point to really jump on the Little Nas X BT performance. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You, you're going to say whatever ignorant shit comes out of your mouth, and that's just my opinion, and that's whatever. That's fine. Yeah. That's who you are. You're just ignorant as shit, and that's... I can't do anything to, to, to change that. You have to change that for yourself. Right. But where I was upset was it was a targeted conversation in a derogatory manner towards another one of my cousins. Oh, got you. So, so they were using that as yeah, a as a way they tried to, to, they to try, like, yeah, the, yeah they tried to use it to weaponize as a weapon in the conversation yeah. towards my other cousin. And I wasn't feeling that shit at all. <laughs> so what did you do? Or Listen. I should say, what did you say? <laughs> well, you know, we'll we know just you say, guys are, you don't, you like me. We're very, very, very calm until it's, it's, it's something that sparks. And we're crusaders yeah. for people too. Yeah. I will say that. We're Especially crusaders. if someone is not doing anything to you and you're just being a dick. Yeah, that oh, you're being the bully. So mad. You're being the fucking bully, and, and it's not gonna be It's not gonna be tolerated. It's not gonna be tolerated. The same, the same regard I hold for you as my family member. I'm not gonna allow you to cause hurt for someone else. Yeah, keep your shit Straight to yourself. Across the board, right? Yeah. So you know, let's just say Facebook jail can't hold a good boy down. Can't <laughs> can't hold me back. Can't hold a brother back. Right. And you know, I I let loose in in my creative way. Um. I do feel like some of the conversation went over my cousin's head. Um, and, you know, it just shows the simplicity um, in thought. Yeah. For some people, thought process and just brainwaves in general. Everybody can't hang. Yeah, some people are just fucking dumb. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, but it, the, thing, the thing was, um, it just was a negative. And uh, the background on that on that particular cousin is... They have people who are in their immediate family who are of the LGBTQ uh, community. Mm. And, bitch, what? But my thing, my thing about that or about anything is like... Don't be disrespectful. Not only don't be disrespectful, but it's like, why do you care? What, what does it affect like you? What personally affects you? That's like if every time I see you... Not you personally, mm-hmm. but like, let's just say that cousin got three different baby mamas. Every time I see them, I'd be like, I'm listen. really disappointed that you got three baby mamas. Like, listen, like, or, 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 like, you know, whatever happened to traditional, um, child rearing where you actually marry the person before you have kids? Yeah. And or whatever happened to, to, like, to, how would that, like, listen, here's another one. Whatever happened to, you know, the old school rules without what about not sleeping with married people mm-hmm. you know what whatever happened to that so you know it's shit like that like you know sleep around your own goddamn door right <laughs> thank you Cause because no one over are- here and no one nothing is negative over here 
my other cousin has a beautiful life. And you can say what you want about anyone who it, who associates with any of the letters LGBTQIA. We asterisk. tell yeah. asterisk. Yeah, we tell the truth. Listen. We're gonna tell you the <laughs> the truth. You know, not some people deliver a little bit differently than others, but we tell the truth because, and I think that's what a lot of groups. I feel hated, really hate about us is that we tell the truth because it's like at the end of the day, I don't understand why that's such a hot button in our world because like again, like I said, you got people oh, who got well go. baby mamas, go. you got people who are strung out on drugs, high functioning alcoholics, sleeping there with everybody, and they fan. You're a fucking crackhead. Okay, but yes, <laughs> this is the this is the one that fucking kills me. I don't want my kids seeing it. But you will let your kids watch fucking uh, Baby Boy where Taraji P. Henson's getting fucking raped and beat. And slapped around and everything. No problem. You got where the fuck is the to, parenting? You got them listening to music that's talking about this very thing. But then want them to grow up and marry their sp- their partner. Listen. And be if you're If your child becomes a sense. member of the LGBTQAI asterisk, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Why? Why would you? Why would you be upset about that? You know, they, that just shows you that you raise a, a child who is authentic and not afraid to make their own way in life, their own decisions, and be true to themselves. Why? Why are you upset about that? That's I say in quality any parenting. Any choice that you make, I think I'm going to always tell my kids is just do research, know what you're getting into before you do mm-hmm. anything, and mm-hmm. to be safe because at the end of the day. It's I your would life. rather my kids be open to coming to talking to yeah. me about what's going on mm-hmm. and having that open conversation instead of them being afraid or feeling like I'm always judging them all Absolutely. the time and they running out and doing the very thing that I don't want them or if, quote if, unquote I don't want yeah. them to do. Even if they want to smoke a little weed, you know, do a little whatever, do a little that, a little, little this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I won't be opposed to my kids doing, having an actual experience. Yeah. It's your life. I've taught you the values that I hold dear, and I've taught you enough to survive in this world. Mm-hmm. Have your experiences. I can't. Now, I'm not gonna be with no. you oh. all all 24 hours of your day. Right. I would hope that you would come and tell me. But if you don't, that's your experience, and I want you to have a genuine experience. I don't want to manipulate your life and try to put you in boxes and put you in places that were never meant for you. I want you to be authentic to yourself. I want you to grow up and and have that confidence. Like, damn, this is really my life. My decisions are my own. Yeah. No, I agree. And that doesn't mean that, like, of course, I for all y'all people out there, because I know how y'all being wagoners act. All those people out there who are like, oh, are you going to let your 13-year-old smoke? No, that's not what we're saying. We're saying that at a certain time, like, you have to understand that the things that you've taught your kids and you've instilled in them, you have to trust that they're going to follow those things and you can't try to control them their whole life because then once they do get freedom, they're not going to know how to handle it because they're so used to you telling them what to do all the time. I tell people all the time, my mom did one of the most amazing things for me when I was, I think, 13 years old. Mm -hmm. She looked me dead in my face and said, all right, you're responsible now. You're responsible for yourself. You're responsible for how your life turns out. Wow. She had that conversation with me and instantly... And you I know, think that was a great age It was such a dynamic shift because now I had to think intentionally about all my decisions because I'm responsible. Mm-hmm. 
I'm responsible. In my mind, everything I was responsible for. So whether it was getting up for school, whether it was, you know, deciding on whether I'm going to hang out with this person or that person, I knew that I had responsibilities to not only what I contribute and what I put out into the world, but I have responsibility to myself to make more of myself than what I had seen or what I was exposed to. And every experience after that has been a very genuine one because it's my responsibility. I'm responsible for my happiness. I'm responsible for, you know, doing the work to to take care of myself and make sure that I'm living um, the best way I can. Yeah. I, so I have a question for you because I like yeah. the way that you think, of course, and I like the way that you answer questions. It's a beautiful mind. Um, when it comes to, for those people out there who like to control mm. their child, their kid's life. Oh, don't do it. What age do you think is a acceptable age to finally start respecting your children? I think that birth. <laughs> okay, thank you. I mean, I, 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 I think, felt like I, that's what you were going to say. I think birth, I think that you should always respect your children. I think that that teaches them one of the best values at all of all is how to treat other people. They're going to they're going to treat other people and uh, interpret their relationships based on the first relationships that they have, which is you as a parent. Cuz I know grown adult children who like their parents still treat them like children. Listen, I tell people all the time and this is not to brag and this is not anything. My parents didn't yell at me because they understood that that was a trigger for me. So my parents never yelled at me. Uh-huh. I mean when I was younger, yeah, but once they they realized this is this is setting him up. This is yeah. this is impacting him negatively. They stopped yelling at me. So, you know, that helped me to be firm and establish the boundary that you're not going to talk to me with a, a loud tone. You're going to speak to me as a person. And that goes for everybody. My parents don't yell at me. Neither will you. Uh-huh. Um, I know that's right. Because I've, you been, know, in some, I've so, been in some heated arguments listen, with people I was in relationships with. And I was like, my old parents, no. Listen, don't try me. So I know you better, though. I don't give a damn how, how angry we are. You don't have to raise your voice. I don't have to raise my voice. I can simply just sit here and say, you know what? We're not hearing each other, so uh-huh. I'm going to take a step back, and I'm going to wait, and then when we're both calm and we're collected, we're going to have a conversation. Oh, but people don't like that. Oh, yeah, no, they're going to try, like the try to get drama. up under your skin. They're, they're like going to try to antagonize you at every turn, but the power really is in owning that decision, and that's something that good parenting teaches you, that you own every decision that is yours. Yeah. You own every, de- every decision that impacts you. There's a little ownership in there. Yeah. You find that. You stand on that, and you stand firm in what you say. Yeah, I'm glad that you said that the way you said that, that you should be respecting your kids from birth. And we can even talk about what that looks like. Because I think there's so many people. Well, let me just say this first, and then we can definitely jump into that. I think there's so many people, especially I've seen in the black community, especially black communities who go to church, who, as the kid is growing up, it's like, Oh, you don't oh. have no ideas. You don't train have no up thoughts. a child. You don't have How no. How are you opinions. training that child? You know, you don't have no right to say anything. You like just really degrade them so, to the point um, that when you become an adult, you don't even know. I'm really glad that you brought that up because I think that people get that misconstrued that whole train up a child, and they they kind of put in that that um that kind of mindset of you do as you told and that's it. So really what that does, we, it's, it's not encouraging free thought. It's not encouraging reasoning. It's not encouraging critical thinking. So what you're doing is saying that you're, you're setting your child up to be manipulated. I, that's yeah. how I feel. I you're agree. setting them up to be manipulated. You're setting them up to um, be a follower and not a leader. 
Doing as you're told. Come on. How many people in the Bible just did as they were told? If most of the people in the Bible did what they were told and did not follow God when he was telling them. We wouldn't have half the greats. We wouldn't have half of them in that Bible. But see, and that's the other thing too. I think that the beauty of that message is when with God and, um, you know, the people in the Bible is they all followed that inner voice, that inner knowing, and they followed what they knew to be God and, and, and held dear to that. And just so you know, we know of, what we talk about because thank you. you can talk about Ruth, you can talk about Joseph, you can mm-hmm. talk about Daniel, mm-hmm. you can talk about, uh, uh, what's the what's the other one? Jesus himself. Yeah, and you and and, and this it's it's a thing, right? So, a lot of people like to say, well, you know, you have to earn respect. Respect is um, it's not given; it's earned. That's a lie. I think. Well, well, let me let me let me touch on a little bit. I think that if you respect people, especially your children, they're naturally going to respect you. If you teach them how to set firm boundaries, um in relation to their life and, and their experience, they'll allow you to do the same for yours. I, I've never had, um, after, you know, really understanding my parents and, and, and really tying it all together, mm-hmm. there, there hasn't been any disrespectful conversations. And even before that, there weren't any disrespectful conversations because I knew that my parents respected me enough not to yell at me. Mm-hmm. So I was going to respect them enough to to be careful about how I said things, to be mindful of their feelings while also validating my own mm-hmm. and being authentic to my own. Well, and we grew up with very different parents. <laughs> I, I mean, not, and it's crazy because like I feel like in my family, my parents were looked at as like, Oh, they're shitty, they're shabby because we didn't have like the glitz and glamour and stuff like that. But I think what we didn't have um, financially mm-hmm. really set the tone for what we had um, in connectivity. Mm-hmm. Like my family unit, it's so damn tight. I can call. No, either, and I agree because I've seen it. I've yeah, seen it in action. I can call either of my sisters right now, no matter if we're having a disagreement or whatever's going on. They'll pick up the phone. And they'll say, "What's going on, little bro?" Yeah, you know. And the conversation will always end with. I love you. Even if we just got done arguing, still love you. Yeah. You know? That's beautiful. We we cherish that bond. We um we kind of grew up on the principles of what you see is what you got. Yeah. And who I saw in my corner was always my siblings and vice versa. So they know that I got them, they got me, we got us. Yeah. No, that's beautiful. I think me and my sister, we definitely... We went through a phase like growing up where like we I think hated everybody each other. Does. Cause I used to, cause I used to do so much shit and blame her for it. But like now in adult <laughs> life, like oh we, I mean it's still a work in progress. But yeah. like we really do care for one another, and it's the same. Like if yeah. somebody's something's going on, or somebody trying to step to one of us, or whatever. Oh, no, like no, no, no. I can, I can, I can talk to my siblings, and we can go for the jugular. Yeah. But we know the boundaries, and we know that even though I'm going to express myself as deeply and as needed as I am, mm-hmm. I still love you at the end of the day, and this dynamic is not going to change. And we're going to give and each gonna, other a couple of listen, days to pull off. We're gonna ha- <laughs> what we're going to do at the end of this is come to understanding uh-huh. and, and, and compromise and share and then move forward in a positive way. Yeah. Um, actually, growing up, it's funny that you said that, because growing up, my sisters, they took whoopings from me. They knew I did it. I wasn't going to say I did it. But mm-hmm. they, they, they would take a whooping for me. Like you know, we 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 would do that for each other. Uh huh. Like if they needed me to, come, I got you. I'm gonna distract mommy. 
you know, the snack, you know, I was, I was a snack wrangler, you know, uh-huh. we couldn't have snacks after a certain time. And I would go into, um, 007 mode <laughs> and sneak into the kitchen, grab <laughs> snacks, and then sneak back upstairs with the bounty. So, you know, we just, we always knew, okay, I got your back. Right. And we were together. We're going to take over the world. So that was always our mindset growing up. And that's partially be, well, that's in part because of our parents and the way that they parented. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I think that's so awesome to hear. And I agree with what you said. I think respect has to start um, day one. Because I think you also close yourself off to the spirit of what your child came to serve as from God. Like, when you put so many, and I think the school system does that sometimes, but that's a whole other conversation for a whole other day. The school system. When you put so many robotic things in place, you really stifle that person and like mm-hmm. i never want to be that person who does that who stifles my children you know i want them to stay safe of course and i'm always going to have conversations with them to let them know like okay based on experiences this has happened this has mm-hmm. happened that has happened but if you have a dream you have something that you want to do i'm gonna tell you go for it go for it you know, you know one of the the things that i've heard um i have an uncle and he was telling me a conversation that he had with his son his son was like well what am i going to do he's like well what are you going to do yeah. You know, what do you love? What do you like? And he supported him and my cousins painting murals all around the world. Wow. Yeah, like it. That's that's, that's the type of things that you can get when you support your kids. And that comes into what we're just talking about with the respect. If you want to have a great family, teach your kids respect, support their goals. That's what it looks like. It looks like supporting their goals, supporting what they like. Even if your kid's like, listen, I want to try dance. Let them try dance. Yeah. Let them get that experience to see what and it is that they like to do. Please don't have no kids if you're not ready for that. Oh, it's my just like gosh. relationships. People get into relationships and they think like, oh, it's just every day is fun and daisies and roses. No, it's not. Listen, kids it's can work. be a blessing or they can be a lesson. Yes. Just like every experience in life, if you out here doing shit you ain't got no business doing, and and that's for your own self to determine, um, and you bring a beautiful life into this world. Hopefully you learn something. Hopefully it blesses you. But, you know, if it doesn't, take that as a blessing, too, because now you learn. You're better off for it. Yeah. But don't... The the thing that I see some parents do when they're not ready to have a kid is they are very combative and they're resentful of their child. Even though there's love there, they, they, resent, that they resent that they had a kid and that yeah. they're losing out on experiences. But that's why you have to be intentional about your life. You know, if you know, I know that I'm not ready for a kid because I still have living and things that I want to do and accomplish before I start a family. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very intentional about that. I take steps, necessary steps to prevent it. Yeah. No, I, I Preventative agree. measures. I agree. Long story short, y'all, listen to your kids. You know. They're going to tell you what they need. Now, I ain't telling you to let them rule you and tell you Absolutely what to not. do. But it's just like Stand take firm time. in your boundaries. Take time to listen to what their dreams are, you know, mm-hmm. what their ideas about things are. Because I think what you have to understand is they're learning. Like, I remember I used to get in trouble a lot when I used to, like, ask my parents why something was the way that it was. And, like, I would get the question, like, many kids get, like, because I said so. And I think what people don't understand what our generation is. If you don't explain to me, I'm, I'm trying to get the reasoning I, behind it. If you don't explain that to me. I'm going to walk around like an ass, too, because I said so. Yeah, because I'm thinking, 
You're missing the opportunity to create communication skills. And That's to really teach. What you're doing. Yeah. Because one day I'm going to have kids and I'm probably going to need to t- teach them not Listen. to touch the stove. So if you don't, it, it, I mean, that one's a little bit more literal. You don't touch the stove because you get burnt. But it's like, if I don't know the reasoning behind it, I'm not trying to be smart. I'm not trying to one up you. I'm literally just trying to understand because I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and the same thing happened in church when you ask questions about like, okay, so then why is this like this? Because it's I said so. Like, what does that mean? All right, so we just being ignorant and saying ignorant <laughs> shit. Okay. But see, as a kid, is that, that's as a kid how I took it. Kid, I'm like, all right, I was like definitely beyond my years because that was me as a kid. So I was like, okay, so you just want me to be ignorant? Like, and my family would look at me like, whose kid is this? Like, because that's how I thought. Yeah. Like, I didn't think like, oh. Okay. I was. I was. I would be fortunate. like, okay, so you want me to be ignorant? Yeah, I was very fortunate. Whenever I had a question, um, my uncle, he was he was my pastor um, growing up. Him and my grandfather, and you know the rest of the church elders, they will always take the time to explain it. And if they didn't know, they would look and research until they found the answer to give me. Yeah, because um, I even respect that. If yeah. you tell me you don't know, I respect that. Yeah, it's fine. With listen, I think that's one of the best unused tools parents have if you don't know you don't have to have all the answers you can say listen i don't know right now but let me get back to you i'm like i don't know but let's look it up together let's exactly exactly i'm gonna get back to you we're gonna figure it out but i listen (laughs) papa ain't got the answers right now but you know once once i get them i'll give them to you yeah and that's fair that's honest it's a genuine answer not it doesn't come off as combative and teach an asshole skill like it's whatever i say it is go like what the hell was that what was that who taught you that? <laughs> and I would be like, honey, in my head, I would be like, okay, for the average kid, that's okay. But, Listen, like, do you no know shade, who you birthed? No, no tea, no shade. <laughs> I ain't average. I need to know. Listen, okay. And there it goes. But this has been Everything Bagel Shenanigans. We're getting ready to get up out of here. Oh, yes. Um, tune in next week. We'll have another riveting Oh, this is a good one. Riveting conversation. Did you, you enjoy this conversation today? I did enjoy it. I think I think it was some great points in here. I think that um share share it with a parent that you care about who's fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. But don't be judgy about it. Just be like, hey, maybe you want to listen to these people because they got some 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 points mm-hmm. like to talk to you about. Maybe let them yeah. know that this is their blessing for the day. It's your blessing. Don't block it. Amen. And there it goes. So this has been Everything Bagel. And we out.